Holy Puck, your number one source of hockey news, views, and abuse. It seems to be part of the course for the fucking Habs these days. I, I will definitely take all your advice on spark plugs. You're a piece of shit. Uh, it's good, wholesome fun. Vibes all around. Good vibes all around. Holy Puck. Old fans longing for a return to the glory days. So aggressive. And then there's young fans so who don't aggressive. know what a glory day is. Shame! Braden's budgie. It was such a one-sided fight. It was brutal. That's top-notch comedy. If you don't appreciate that, you can fuck off. All right, here it is. Episode 15, Holy Puck, the single best source single. of hockey news, views, and abuse. I'm John. This is Cam. How you doing, man? We all had a rough weekend, didn't we, John? I had a really rough weekend. Friends, listeners, fans, brethren, whatever you want to call yourselves, Apple... Finally cottoned on to the fact that we're using (laughs) unauthorized samples. Shocking, (laughs) considering we took them all from big budget Hollywood movies. Yeah, so I had to spend my whole weekend digging around and putting together new samples. Yeah, so I've done that. And And how many episodes have you got through and reinserted the new ones and got rid of the old ones? Well, like one. Like two. Two. So for those of you that give a fuck, and there's actually a lot of you, which is mad. Weird. um, All of the episodes are still on SoundCloud. And if you're an existing subscriber via iTunes, your experience will not be hindered in any way. But if you're out there advocating for us and telling people to listen, they go to iTunes, we they may there. have trouble subscribing at the moment because until we've, we've been, we've been <laughs> forcefully <laughs> re- ejected from the building. We've been, fucked by, the, we've been fucked by the long dick of the law. <laughs> <By> the law. <laughs> yeah. uh, but very shortly, once we get all those unauthorized samples out, we'll be, we'll be back in the iTunes and Stitcher space. But I mean, like... We're still on Stitcher. Right. Oh, are we? Yeah, yeah. It's only <laughs> it's only Apple who hate us. Suck it, Stitcher. Yeah. Just another reason that Apple products are better because they're more vigilant with your security and copyright breaches. Yeah. You know what? If I was an artist, I'd be all up in Stitcher's shit. You'd be like, uh, "Hey, man, people are stealing from me, and you're letting them do it." Well, you know, but I mean, the good thing is Apple over Android every day. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm kind of upset at Apple right now. I'm conflicted, but you you're know. you're upset because we've essentially been we've been caught. We've been busted. We've been busted. I was incredibly lazy and I downloaded the first, you know, I guess, samples that I could find that were mildly hilarious. We just thought it was funny. Well, you know what's really funny? Weed and Friday. That makes sense. You're going to knock the fuck out. Exactly. So the problem is us being essentially lazy, assuming that no one will ever listen to this ever. Wrong. You know what's backfired? Turning out that we're actually quite good at this and people tuning in with... One, alarming regularity, and two, <laughs> increased numbers every week. <laughs> what is going on? We're a on? victim of our own success. Ah, uh, yes. Thus requires me doing even more work at the weekend. And clearly, we are very successful because neither of us is wearing shoes at the moment. Um, I'm wearing a... Drinking a, drinking bottled water and because yeah, we I'm, couldn't afford beers tonight and fucking, yeah. Actually, I drank all our beers at the weekend. The I other, was going to bring drinks over for you. And do you know what I did? I drank them. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I deserve that, but to be to be fair, <laughs> you had it coming. I did, just from being in existence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I my, my wife was working at the weekend, so I just oh. sat and drank all the beers. Oh, and she's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Getting drunk." She's like, "Why? It's Sunday." I had a day actually because my wife was out with our son, and then doing like a little mum son adventure, and then my daughter had like a three hour nap because she's quite young, and I was like, "Oh my god, I've got three hours. I just watch hockey for three hours." And, and like you're being a little bit. Double click that mouse. Little bit. Yeah. Little. Oh. <laughs> you oh. know what we should do now that we're done talking about um masturbating. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's talk about some burning issues. <laughs> yeah. 
So let's talk about that gross scene that we all went through earlier this week. If you uh, like oh. a little bit of gore, <laughs> oh, we, check out. we went through it, did we? We suffered through it. No, I just I just lolled because you posted it on our Instagram. So Tyler Sagan got his Achilles severed partially, partially severed. this week, thus sending him away for three weeks, which is obviously going to hurt their playoffs. I was going to say if you're down with the sickness, but I hate disturbed. So if you're down with the gruesome, check out our Instagram feed. You can see the before and after shot. Pretty brutal, actually. And also, as our friend Matt pointed out, Get around the fact that the Dallas medical staff stitching him up. The dude's just sloppy-looking, random-looking dude in a T-shirt. I want better presentation out of my medical staff, especially when they're fixing the Achilles tendon for our all-star now, forward. To be honest, though, most dudes who work in like have like that medical staffer position, they're all kind of sloppy, Keeping awkward it pretty dudes. Chill. They wear like New Balance. New Balance know, is good. New Keep, Balance, if you're on your like feet all day, that, that's, the, that's the support you need. You do need that support. New it, Balance, send us some free shoes. Being a sloppy dude in a polo, that's... It wasn't even a polo, though. It was a t-shirt. Excellent. I expect some sagging, kind of collar. sagging collar. Excellent. ER has set the expectations way too high. I expect right. a, a, well, a well-assembled doctor. That's right. You want a man... What are those little paddles that George Clooney uses? What are those paddles? I don't know. Who cares? They do the job. Noah Wiley was better than George Clooney anyway. Hey... Guess what's awesome this week, though? Bobby Orr turns 68, and wow! Take him. He looked good for his age. Tip the hat and tap your stick to one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. And as someone else correctly pointed out this week, you know he's still the only player to ever win the Stanley Cup, the Conn Smythe, the Hart, the Norris, and the Art Ross in one season. So all you haters, talk all the mad shit about the Boston Bruins and one of their favorite sons. You're a dickhead because that's very impressive. <laughs> Speaking of dickheads, Dennis Weidman's week's got, gotten even worse. A-plus segue, by the way. Well done, John. Thanks, man. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> after finally returning from his lengthy suspension, our man D-Money was accosted <laughs> accosted, by, and suffered a freak injury at the hands of a teammate. Oh, how good a friendly fire accidents. Oh. Like Alexi Emelin and PK. I know. Ooh. Well done, Alexi. Wow. You fucking another, another brutal segue. I know, right? But better luck. I, don't ne- even, I can't even keep up. <laughs> better luck next year, D-Man. That's, um, I, if I was Dennis Wideman, I would just strike this season off the record. And if anyone ever asks you, oh, what did you do in 2016? You're like, nothing. nothing. <laughs> sat, then, sat in a dark room. And then texted some mates about how fucked the NHL is. <laughs> and then my mates ratted me out to their dad. <laughs> Woo! Oh, it keeps on going. Hey, that, you- that is a joke that just keeps on paying. I can't. That one's going to be paying out for a while. It's, it's a gift that keeps on giving. Thank you, sports bet. Um, David Perron has been sidelined week to week with an undisclosed upper body injury. Um, six months ago, this would have fallen into the who cares category, but he's on fire with the Ducks. He's operating at a, uh, I believe, point per game clip in the last 28 yes. games. So he's doing very well, mm. which means... Not ideal leading into the playoffs. And I also actually, say, which means that mm, that's tough for Anaheim. But I do sincerely wish him a speedy recovery because I like him and I do like the Ducks. I like the Ducks. Yeah. I like better. My favorite part is Bruce Boudreau. I, I love I love Bruce Boudreau and the fact that he obviously enjoys heaps of KFC. But what <laughs> I I rewatched actually. Speaking of Bruce Boudreau, I actually rewatched the Winter Classic where he's the Caps coach. So did and I. There's obviously a, there's a part there where he's like got sauce <laughs> on his face. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like he's obviously been ripping into a pie. Bruce. <laughs> Imagine on the news, Bruce right? Bruce Pies Boudreaux. <laughs> the, camera, the camera pans over to him. Bruce it's Boudreaux. Like, oh! <laughs> Washington coach. Yeah. Condiments yeah. aficionado. Like that scene. <laughs> that one scene in The Simpsons with most he's like dad. Like, don't look at me. <laughs> oh, Bruce. Oh, Do you reckon he wears a bib when he eats at home? Man, no way. 
No way. Dreamy was an adult and then there, there's that one scene where adult he's like diaper, shopping though? with his kids and he's like, fuck it, let's go get some ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, Dad, it's, take, it's 9.30 in the morning. He's like, I don't care. I want ice cream. Yeah, not for the kids, just for me. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, after their letdown of a season, um, the Ottawa Senators owner, Eugene Melnick, has come out swinging, saying no one on his roster is safe. Firstly, you're an idiot, Eugene, because you're not trading Eric Carlson, so someone's safe, you big spud. Yeah. For the rest of the boys, though, I would have a suitcase ready and waiting because you guys are going to get blown up. Yes. Blown so, I have a feeling that some of the little stars there will probably make a, a good little move there. Well, shouldn't Hoffman be riding BMX bikes? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was good. That's pretty good. I never actually had that game because I didn't have a gaming system until I was like 14. Oh, of course. Because my parents punks. didn't love me. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. But you know, that's all right. <laughs> hey, um <laughs> I'm gonna talk shit on you for a minute. Oh yes, tell me more. Well it seems like the league front office has a real boner for the Washington Capitals this season. One, they ignored Ovi's boarding hit on Kevin Miller, which was, should have I've resulted waiting, I've been waiting for you to mention this one. I was giving you an, I was giving them one more chance, right? That should have resulted in a suspension for anyone else, two right? Two games. I was I thought it would be two games. And now your newly acquired D man, Mike Weber, does a similar thing and he too escapes prosecution. So kids, kids who are aspiring to be professional hockey players, there's a lesson in this. If you want to throw cheap shots, take a deal with Washington and you'll never get in trouble. Cool? Clear? We mad? Yep. Yep. Fuck you, John. Aw. You cut, Cam. That's I'm not even. Cut? I'm not even you cut. cut. That's just horse you cut? shit. You sound cut though. That's just horse shit. So you know what needs to happen, right? Someone needs to stab Ovi. No, you guys are playing the Flyers likely in the first round of the playoffs. Beat so the shit out of this. I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna paint myself orange and watch that game in my lounge room and pray that Wayne Simmons <laughs> off the opening face off runs right up to a Nicky back or an Evgeny's kissing off and goes, "Hey, you know what, mate? Stick in the back of the head. I'm gonna Bang. punch you in the fucking head and I'm gonna mm. concuss you just like Ryan McDonough because oh. that's what you get." Bad karma, Washington Capitals. Bad karma. <laughs> You're so upset. But then, I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about this later in the show, but uh, sometimes cheap shots are, are, you know, dealt with very quickly, a.k.a. Carl Harris earlier this week. Oh, yeah. We'll talk. That was fantastic entertainment. Fantastic. <laughs> Whatever. Well, more on that later, though. That more was on that. Hot. You can take this one. Uh, so, Johnny Godero, uh, a.k.a. Johnny G, a.k.a. Johnny Hockey. G-Man. I kind of feel like Johnny you blew Hockey. it, though, not calling himself Johnny Good Times. Yeah, I feel like that would have been heaps funner. Yeah, way more. I actually know a guy called Johnny Good Times. He runs, like, an outdoor, um, like, tourism business. He takes, of course he does. He takes groups of hens party women's on, on like, like on, on hikes and winery trips and shit. Fucking hell. Sick. Johnny that must Good be times. a great... <laughs> what a shout-out. <laughs> anyway... Not sure any of the hens party like hockey and therefore probably aren't listening to this. Aw... Uh, Anyway, so it turns out that he's nearing the end of his three-year deal. Mm. So, this is going to get very interesting. No, I don't think it will. I thought about it. Really? Well, look, he's not eligible to cop an offer sheet from other teams because he hasn't played enough games in that three years. Oh, so they can just extend him, so they give him that bridging deal again. But... The bridging deal is... Uh, we, you know. Water. You know we're not fans of the bridging deal. Hello, Rijo. Hello. Hello. PK. Hello. People don't like the bridging deal. So Calgary, Calgary management, if you're listening mm. and you're out there... Do not Don't give him. give him a bridging deal or... Give him three years. Or do give him a bridging deal. So he can leave and come and play Piss him off else. and come and play for Boston because he played at Boston College and has quite the affinity ah. for the area. I'd love to say he could come and play for the Caps. We don't have the money. We don't have any money. No. So you know what? No money. No I money I take for that us. back. Calgary, 
offer him a really shitty bridging deal and upset him. So he'll get cut after the first year of demand a trade. And I'm going to start a change York petition to bring him to Boston, which no one will read because they've already received 12 that day. <laughs> yeah, and deleted it in complete and utter anger. Hello, spam. Hey, um, did anyone else see PA Parent how fall on his ass on the I didn't breakaway? Because I quit watching games from Canada. Oh, dude, seriously, look it up. Parent was on a breakaway and he slipped on his ass, and his entire line laughed at him when he did it. Because <laughs> Maple Leafs know their season's done. They're like, oh man, that's the best thing that's happened to us in four games. Because it was hilarious. Because it was hilarious. But not because. Well, you know, the reason why I've quit watching games from from Canada is that they're all crap. And I don't. So, I don't like your attitude. I like my attitude. You know they're all dog shit. I mean, the Jets is the, the exception, obviously. But I'm going to disagree with you, and here's why. Tell me more. Yeah, because some of those teams are so shit, you know they're going to be fire-sailing players. That's where we should be scouting potential trade targets for the offseason. Yeah, it's true. We do like a good trade target. We love a good trade target. So you know what? Yeah. As your colleague... As your cohort, you know, cohort, you're 50% of this dynamic duo. I'm the other 50%. Are I you telling me that I need to watch more more games? More Canadian, Canadian games teams? because that way we're going to have a better educated level of postseason trade banter. All right, fair enough. Okay, I'll, I'll watch one Calgary game, two Knox games, mainly to see if they can break their, their record. I'd be watching Oilers games, to be honest, because they're going just... to be auctioning everybody off. Well, yeah, because... How many number one picks did it take to build a team? Not enough. Not enough if you're Edmonton. <laughs> hey, Chiarelli, you and your bald spot. Suck shit. <laughs> hey, um, speaking of, did you see that in moments, though? Please tell me you saw Matt Dunbar flatten Paddy Kane. Yes, and I also saw his bald spot grow about an inch or so when he, when he, when he copped it as well. Look, you know the hit was brutal because Dunbar felt it as well. Like, So he's obviously a true believer. He put himself on the line. But yeah. Dunbar was like, okay, that hurt, but he got up. But Kane took a knee and sat there for a while and was like, good Lord. And this feels also, like an excuse for... For the you know for the Blackhawks to drop him for the last few weeks and then recoup some of his <laughs> salary. Cap. Nah, too much spotlight on that. But you know what else was funny though? <laughs> Panarin like skating in to defend his teammate. And oh doing, yeah, it's like being, what are you gonna do? He was so terrified of someone actually <laughs> taking up the offer to fight that he was kind of like, nah, stop it, stop it, and just yeah, it was it's like mate, it, it was actually you're embarrassing. 14. Yeah, stop it. I would have rather he stood there and said, you know what, I don't know what I'm doing because everyone knows that Blackhawks are a bunch of pussies anyway. Yeah, call someone in. But to go in there and be like... a friend to punch someone in the head. Yeah, like the Blackhawks haven't had a backbone since Dan Carcillo retired. Like Andrew Shaw tries to get it going, but it's like he's but, on the yap. He's yeah, just, he he's just yap. It's like he's not going to fight anyone over five no, foot no. seven. All he does is just antagonize people. He doesn't actually punch people, and that's the thing. You, you know, know what? I reckon you could take Andrew Shaw. That's how non-threatening he is. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Huge. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Probably. Hey, Blackhawks segue though, and this isn't even funny. I'm I'm upset. Wow. Blackhawks prospect Garrett Ross has been charged with essentially distributing revenge porn. Yeah. Um, this is a total scumbag move, obviously, from a human being perspective, you douche canoe, you found guilty. What's but, up with hockey players being fuckwits of late? Well, I was going to say, I hate seeing hockey players behave like spuds because 99% of the time, they're the gold standard for pro athletes. But of late, of they've late, been kind of dickhead. And it's the younger guys as well. So, you know what? Look to your senior your, your senior teammates. Exactly. And pull your fucking head in because hockey players are renowned for being the well-behaved professional athletes. Don't tarnish your reputation. Yes. But, you know, the Blackhawks... Well, yeah. That's say, all I'll say. Say no more. I feel like my tone said more than anything. Yeah. Kudos to the Rockford Icehogs of the AHL for immediately scratching him, though, until 
while they investigate it because yeah. a lot of teams would say, oh, he oh, can play we'll while we look into it. They're like, no, nah, fuck you. delegations. They're like, no, nah, fuck you. You're riding the pine pony until Sorry, we find kid. out more. Enjoy the gym. So I, you know what? Kudos to the Rockford Icehogs who also have a red hot logo. So good on you. Oh, man. So I want you to tell me more about the Minnesota Wild. Why are you high? Oh, because they're in the they're in the thick of a hunt for a playoff spot. There's actually a few that are you know just three, on the outside, three teams just on five the outside, slots. just on the outside there. And we're all having a little good. We're gonna have a nice time over the next couple of weeks. But why are the wild the most interesting one? Because on the hunt, they've Tell scratched Thomas Vanek not once, not twice, but, but as of tomorrow, three times. Rice. Not once, not twice, but thrice. We love it. Was and it the, four weeks ago we said he's an entitled dick bag who needs to pull his head in? Yeah, I think it was three weeks ago. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, three episodes ago at least. And guess what? The he's, team. He's, the he's team's obviously listened. They've acknowledged that culture and good attitude are more important than pure talent. And they've said, Thomas, you know what? Sit your ass down. The kid that tries hard is going to get a shot. Yeah. Good on them. And good on them for firing their bald coach. Good on the Wild. Mm. And um, I think everything's going to come up the Wild. You know, I like the Wild. We good love the Wild. Good on them. Love the Wild. Suck a little ding-a-ling, Thomas Vanek. Yeah. Your poor behavior will be your undoing. Yeah. Good luck getting another fat contract for being a Muppet. Yeah, I feel like he's definitely he's he's definitely going the way of the moose, so to speak. <laughs> the way of the dodo. The dodo. Yeah, he's cooked, man. <laughs> hey, like, who's who wants to take him on though, eh? Uh, I don't know. Like if it, your uh, own team's like Soz, the, man. Soz, you know, you know. Yes, you can score occasionally, but like well, it looks a like little bitch. Cohen and I are trying to fill out a new C Division B League team for this winter season. Maybe Thomas Vanek can come and <laughs> score a few. Thomas, can, Thomas, can probably give you weekend. like eight minutes on the right wing if you're available. Not because we think we're better than you. I just, just don't like you. Yeah, and, and think it'd be funnier to see you on the bench in Reservoir on a Tuesday night. Yeah, you probably just, also you need someone on the right wing. So it'll, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, fits I'm, it all. I'm playing left side, so that's no, not going to work. It fits everything. Back on good news though, you can take this one. I know you love this. Oh, man. So, Kevin Spacey showing up at a Panthers game. Oh, my God. In a Spacey in Space hoodie. Spaceception. Rocking a Kevin Spacey face mask. Spaceceptionception. Yeah, so it's cube Spaceception. Oh, my God. Spaceception to the power of Tree. Trey. Yeah. Who saw that coming? Nailed it. <laughs> Always. So, he is a legend. He's and he loved it. Of course he did. He was having such a good time. You know why Kevin Spacey is all about Kevin Spacey and the Florida Panthers have adopted him as his as their spirit animal. Thus, he's like their he's like um as another Inception reference, he's almost like a totem to he them. Is he's a totem. He's he's their little good luck. I can't find my way home. I need my totem to get out of the six layer dream that I'm currently absolutely in. well. There's Kevin Spacey. Absolutely, and you know, oh, your boy Aaron Eckblad rocked the hoodie during the uh, the shootout contest. Fuck yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Thus, kudos, man. Long live Kaiser Soze. I could have made a House of Cards reference, but it's the usual suspects for me all the way. Uh, <laughs> hey, do you know what? He's I always liked him in K-Pax, where he was like yeah. that crazy guy. You know, that's an underrated banger, by the way. That is an underrated banger. Thank you. But the usual suspects is oh, one, of, yeah. one of my top five of all time, oh, yeah. regardless of genre. Oh, yeah. Give me the fucking keys. Um, let's hey, laugh about something else for a minute. The Habs is it gave up. I was going to say, is it something Canadians related? Please tell me it is. Guess what? The Habs gave up three shorthanded goals to the Sens in one game at the weekend. Three in one game. Here's I a hot tip. We don't even need to jab the Hab anymore because they're doing a fine job of doing it themselves. I think they've actually broken a record for the number of shorthanded goals they've given up this season. Fucking hell. So good. 
I actually, I'm rubbing my brow in disapproval. That's that's where I'm at right now. But with I'm, you're disapproving, like as a hockey fan, because it's just a stain on the game. Yeah, they're actually I'm, making us all look bad. I'm like bathing in glory yeah, yeah, as a Boston rolling, fan. I'm just loving it. Washing yourself with a Habs T-shirt at the minute. I having wash a great time. Myself with a rag on Same a stick. Yeah. P.S. Heaps of Simpsons references so far on this show. Doing very Excellent. well. Hey, we got a little bit of flack on an Australian hockey forum for not talking about enough Australian content. Well, guess what? How rude! You whinging fuckers, aside from being rude, because the Australian hockey season is right around the corner. Uh, this time next month, PS. Well, there's actually the preseason game that we're all going to and getting well sloshed at next Thursday. Oh, on a On a school night! Two Thursdays in a row. Are we getting pissed tomorrow night? Yeah! Hey! Um, so, but now that the season is nearing closer and rosters are getting released, we've actually got Australian content to talk about. And maybe a little bit of, you know, mm. info, a little bit of inside, a little bit of inside track. Well, side, if you're, if you're a meth addict. Side note, and this is actually going to be interesting for international listeners as well. We have teed up a number of guests from a number of different ice hockey clubs across the country, all yeah. in our native league, which is the AIHL. Yeah, that's right. We've got coaches, we've got players, we've got... Um, staff. We've got volunteers who are all no, going to be coming on the show doing interviews. We're going to be talking about hockey, the Australian Hockey League. We're going like to be talking be about like you know the NHL playoffs and awards. We're going to be discussing you know the experience of coming to Australia as an import. Yeah. Um. You know the locals and, and exposure and how they how they the feel the imports have helped the game locally. And overall exposure, I think, is a good one between yep. the NHL and Australia and how they market the game in Australia. It's a very big one as well. So we actually think this is going to be really interesting because local fans are stoked that we're going to have Australian content on, which is Great for us because people are going to tune in. And that means people will stop giving a shit when we post post the podcast every week, which will be lovely, by the way. And (laughs) on a slightly more, um, I guess, idealistic note, John and I are actually very happy. And this this, 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 community. This might sound surprising because we know we're assholes, but um, we're actually really looking forward to being able to contribute to local hockey in some way and try and help grow the game even a little bit. Well, some way that isn't buying a bunch of beers at the game. At the game, which we're going to do anyway. Eating hot dogs and screaming at the opposition. Because we're going to do that anyway. Because look, we we, we feel like we can contribute in another way. Yeah, look, we pay our money. We're, we're, ticket, right. we're ticket purchasing paying customers. Right. We buy our beers. We buy our drinks. We pay for our seats like everyone else. But we want to also help. And, you know, we don't want to volunteer on game day and take ticket not, stubs. Not, we we feel we can be more productive by actually spruiking the game. And, and talking and swearing a little bit. John and I personally have actually introduced a shitload of people to hockey at a local level. Like That's we, right. we, all of our friends. We take a buttload right. of people to games. So Every if, time. If we can keep doing this bit by bit, we actually feel like we're giving a little back. Yeah, I mean, hockey's given us a lot over the years. Mainly shit to talk about. Shit to talk about <laughs> while we're at work. Not Definitely not any money. No. But, you know, it's given us the feels. It's given us some we nice like feels. little moments. We like feels. So, you know, we, we can romanticize a little bit. But at the same time, well, you it's know. Well, it's a dominant sport in my... AIHL local news. The uh, Melbourne Mustangs and the Melbourne Ice released their rosters a couple of nights ago. And the Hughes brothers, who are long-standing members and figures in the Australian yeah, hockey community, were, were not on either they were, roster. They were left off. They, this is huge news for Melbourne-based hockey. So these, these are stable members of... The you know Melbourne ice hockey community and, and very talented players, extremely. Well, guess what, John? I've been doing a bit of digging over the last forty-eight Ooh, hours. Have you been doing some investigative journalism, Cham? Well, here's the thing that I don't think I've divulged on air on this show before. I was a freelance writer in the music biz for quite a while, as did I, you. I knew that. John also yeah. did that. Um, I did a little bit. Yeah, I covered yeah. actual bands, and John did DJs because he's a little yes. bit of a douchebag and a huge nerd. Ugh. But anyways, I'm very good at finding things out, and I'm what a big we fan have of learned. Techno. 
What we have yeah. learned is that of the Hughes brothers, Ooh. maybe one of them won't be appearing on either team this season. For and maybe one of them will, one be, of them will be playing will be on one of the teams. One of the teams, probably not the team he played with last year. Yeah. So he's gonna gonna revert back. He's going to traitorize again. Maybe go back to the Melbourne Ice. You saying, John? Maybe I'm, I'm not. I'm just flat out saying that. Cam. So thanks to the lovely folks at the Melbourne Ice, we're actually going to be having some of the players from that team on the show in the coming we can, weeks. We can and chat we'll talk about, about it. We can try to chat about the influence the Hughes brothers have had over the Melbourne hockey scene over the last few years, and I think that's really important. Because I mean, I think we need to respect them because they contribute a lot to the game. You know, yep. they, they they train a lot of the players that currently play. They do, do PT, PT sessions and stuff with well, beer league players. They, and they make they they contribute back to the community because I mean, my little brother was taught by Joey. Like everyone, everyone like one of Bennett fucking work. And the fact that know? Jim totally sucks isn't Joey's fault. That's just, that's not Joey's that, fault at all. That's just Jim's lack of natural athleticism and coordination. That's true because he is naturally unco. It's true. Yeah, it's so. Sorry, I'm not sorry. So Joey, legend, Jim, not legend. Not legend. <laughs> what a head. But um, look, yeah, the other one is too. Victor Gibbs wasn't on the Mustangs roster, and apparently he too was spotted training with the ice this week. So couple of defections. Yeah. John goes for the Mustangs and I go for the ice. So it's going to get interesting later in the season, I feel like. Love it. The best thing is to every time we go to a game and John has a few beers and gets loopy, that's usually when the ice win. Yeah, always. Which every results time in I John, have beers, John getting pushed into walls. I always have beers and then I we always lose. But I mean, yeah. last year it was we were crap last year. Essentially, the year before, we won everything. Essentially, John's we won a the hex. Good old cup. We won the good old, good old Cup two years ago, John's which was a, mad. John's a hex. Oh, anytime I go for a team, like for instance, the Caps are fucked now. Yeah, now like, that you've won I posted the... today, I'm like, your season's done. Season's done. We're at the top of the table. We've clinched. We've we've taken taken the Metro Division. That's it. We are done. Yeah, done. So um, keep an eye out for that. The other one too, Melbourne listeners, we're going to give a bit of a spruik here. Get along to the preseason curtain raising derby next Thursday night at O'Brien Ice Arena. We will be there. Puck drop is at 8 p.m., which means beers and palmers should be activating at 6 p.m. across the street. I think there's actually a group of 15 of us going. I will be activating. On a Thursday night for a preseason game. Are you going to be game. activating the, uh, the, the glass closest to the door like we usually do? I'm not drinking because I'm the designated driver. Because I've, I've got all the Western Suburbs dudes for drop-offs and whatnot. Uh, but as we all know, I don't need beers to be an obnoxious asshole. That's true. We do it all. We do it every week without beers anyway. Yeah. I will be drinking because I'm going to make my wife pick me up. Yeah, I've, I've never needed assistance in carrying on like a douchebag. No. No. You do that very well without yeah. prompting. I'm just high on life, Palmer and hockey. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing quite like a good Palmer pre-hockey, though. Going to talk about another local kind of sort of huge deal news. It's been confirmed that Wayne Gretzky himself is heading down under as a host of sorts for oh, the Canadian versus now, US I, Classic. I like how you said of, of sorts. sorts. Yeah, hockey yeah. classic in June. Now, when I saw this, all, all I saw was, hey, an excuse to jack up the prices. Uh, so, oh, I'm so, so angry. So pay him, pay him a, what will we call it, an appearance fee, Retainer. so to speak. Retainer. So pay for his flights, pay for his accommodation, and toss him a you know, what twenty grand. Yeah. Go, hey man, come and stand on the ice for a minute and introduce the game. Excellent news. This is a fucking joke. I'm right? I'm so not high on this. And you know I've I was not high been... for fifteen seconds until I went. Wait a minute. You know I've not been high on the international series. Inverted commas for those of you who can't see me right now. I eat everyone. I went the first year, and I'm glad that I did. But I wouldn't go again. Based on a few things, which I will divulge now. Excellent. Tell me more, Cam. So they've rebranded the entire international series event as the Wayne Gretzky Ice Hockey Classic, which is cool. Bullshit. Except that Wayne Gretzky's only attending the Sydney leg, not the other cities. Sydney cool, admittedly has man. two local hockey teams, good local hockey community. Shout out to the boys at Cheapskate. But their but, local, their but. Lo local crowds pale in comparison compared to Melbourne and on a greater sporting level on any sport 
they sell a tiny portion of the tickets That's that we right. do in Melbourne. That's right. Melbourne is the sports city. It is the sporting capital of Australia. If you're going to come anywhere... Melbourne's actually borderline based on tickets sold per populace, the sporting capital of the world. Yes, it's because we have a sporting precinct. Precinct for those of you that don't live in, in Melbourne, Australia, we actually we built a sporting precinct. We built. We actually have five giant stadiums right next to each other. We've the biggest got, one can hold one hundred and ten thousand people. Well, two of the five biggest football clubs in the country basically live across the road from each other. Yeah. Then there's and they share a ground training facility. There's Punt Road Oval. There's the MCG. There's High Sense Arena. Amy Park. There's Rod Laver Olympic. Arena. Amy Park. Gosh's Paddock. That's right. It's um, all there. This is all on the Yarra River, so where all the rowing and canoeing gets done right past it. It's actually a sporting precinct. Uh, that's where Why the would you just show is. up to Sydney? Yeah. So anyway. Why? Yeah. And yeah, this isn't a Melbourne Sydney thing, but with the Gretzky's name on the ticket here, then is to attend all the games or, you know, actually make Melbourne the biggest sporting market, his pit stop. So why is it? Salty Sydney, we're talking facts. Sydney people just don't attend live events. Let's be honest. They don't. Nobody goes anywhere. The Sydney Swans don't sell out football games and they've been really good for 10 years. The NRL is fucking terrible. No one goes to NRL games. It's it's a game made for TV. You know what's made for TV? Family Guy. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god! Look, we're getting a little off topic in our anger, but the other thing is, I'm too, just cut Cam. Apparently, you can't even yet purchase a meet and greet option for the great one. And why would they offer that, Cam? Why, why would, you? would they? He's only the greatest hockey player of all time. Why would they? Who gives a fuck? So you what, know what? They're not even going to do it for real. So what that essentially means is your only chance to actually meet or see him up close is, is getting a probably a glass seat, maybe. Well, international friends, this is going to blow your mind for these international series. They don't have seats for fans for the first 50 or 60 feet behind the glass. It's all corporate they clear seating. the entire area with big round tables with eight people on them for corporate sponsors to sit yeah. and enjoy a white wine spritzer and talk throughout the game. Yeah. So people actually who actually like hockey cannot get near the hockey. That's right. So you've actually sucked all the fun out of the game you, and ruined the experience you, for everyone. You've sucked the fun. You've sucked the vibe. If you talk to the players, I bet you they'd say, yeah, it's really weird that we can't see any actual fans. Yeah, I'm playing to a, them. I'm playing to a dude in a three-piece suit who's actually talking about the FT100 share index, not the game. Yeah, super upsetting. Um, so poor form in general. Now, you know I've been off this for years and I've never been for good reason. Well, check this out, right? I'm not paying 400 bucks to sit in the fucking third level. Sorry, man. Again, for our international and our well-traveled Australian friends, for you to get a ticket on the glass, it's actually more expensive than purchasing a Stanley Cup ticket in America. Correct. Well, uh, let th- me preface this. Di- 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 digest that for a sec. My buddy sat on the glass at a Bruin Sharks game last week for a third of the cost of a glass ticket for this. Yeah, of terrible. A- AAHL and ECHL players. Yeah, No terrible. diss to those leagues. This game should be 50 bucks. Minimum. Maximum. Maximum. Soz. Well, I, I when I was in the States uh, last year, I for the same price that I could get a decent seat here. Oh, is this the Ducks-Caps game? I went to a Ducks-Caps game and a Philly-Caps game. You lost to Philly, didn't price. you? We did, but we smashed. smashed but you lost to Philly, didn't you? Yeah, we did. And you're probably going to play them in the playoffs, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, we always lose to Philly. So, John, do you see where I'm heading with this? Kryptonite. It's yeah. Kryptonite. Kryptonite, yeah. Season's over. Just wanted to make sure you knew. Season's over. Oh, I'm well aware. Cool. And Carlson's injured. Excellent. Love it. Anyway, back to what you were saying, the prices for that game. Uh, for for both games, for myself and my wife, uh, cost exactly the Lovely same. Lovely wife. For the first tier. Down, downstairs being a legend. Yeah. It, dealing with us on every fucking Wednesday night, mm. which is excellent work. Thanks, Alicia. But why the fuck would I be paying $500 for myself and my wife to go and watch a game of substandard hockey to, to our standards, let's be honest. 
when I can pay $17 down at the local hockey rink and actually support a league. My local league. Exactly. Who, support who the appreciate league. every ticket. And they appreciate every ticket and they appreciate because we always bring extra people and they sell out the games because we bring lots of people with us and everyone there who's a hockey fan brings people with them. And it feels them. like that's everybody, isn't it's it? It's a community. Everyone brings a friend. Why the fuck would I be giving money to, let's be honest, a bunch of money-hungry assholes who are just trying to bring in some... Let's be honest, lower tier, third maybe, fourth and third line NHL players. Maybe they'll get a big name like a Brent Burns. But he didn't I, even play last year. He was just hanging he out. He was just there, Yeah, right? It's like how they had Konopka the first year. That's right. He play. was just there, right? Yeah. And so they've done the same thing here. Gretzius is going to be there. He'll probably be, you know, he might go to he'll a wave. couple of tables. He'll wave. He'll, he'll wave on some carpet on the ice. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like, I'm just, there well, okay. our final spruik for the, the local league is this. For the cost of you and a friend or your partner going to see this game, Take all of your mates. You could actually purchase a full family membership for the whole season for and the Australian League. What so I go was, and do that, guys. That's right. Yeah. Go and purchase a family pass and take your kids. Seriously. Yeah. You know what? I'm a little angry. I feel like we need some good news. I'm super off it, Cam. All right. Well, here's some good news. Yeah. Congrats so, this week to a number of NHL journeymen. It's, it's been a week of milestones, Cam. It has. I, I, you know what? Milestone men. Wow. Hey, how get that movie Monuments Men with John Goodman and that? They're fetching the um, the priceless paintings during World War Two. Was that good? Really good. I actually, saw it. I saw it at Moonlight Cinema. Oh, good on you. Yeah, it was nice. Well done. Side I'm, note. I'm a, I'm a big driving guy. Yeah. Huge driving guy. Right, I'm out of the sidebar again. I'm back. Oh, you're back in. You're Milestone back in. men. So this Respect week, the sidebar, Cam. <laughs> This Respect week, the sidebar. we had Mike Fisher, Antoine Vermette, and Scotty Hartnell haul up 1,900 and 1,100 NHL career so games. 3,000 games between them. Respectively. 3,000 games between Good on you, boys. What, John? On you. Well done. But you know well what done. else is mad, though? Two out of these three dudes are family men, and the other boy, our boy Scotty H, is He's a, a well-known, legend. well-known guru, <laughs> off-ice philanthropist, and he does a heap of community work. So, journeymen in, in most codes are usually a good story and we love it. But in hockey... It's more heartwarming. That's right. Journeymen are the legends. They're family, they're family men. men. They're guys who look after their community. And we respect that here. Well, given the grueling physical nature of the game, the lengthy season, the challenging pre- and post-season, it's a heavy the toll... The possibility that you might get punched in the head at any moment. Well, it's not just a heavy toll on the players. It's a heavy toll on the family. So, That's to right. see these dudes notching up this good achievement with the support of those around them... Excellent news. Particularly heartwarming. See, we we spoke we spoke a lot about this during the John Scott fiasco and how what the impacts were not just on him but on his family. Yeah. So playing this many games, so we're looking at you know 10, 12 unit, years, yeah, a unit of dudes who have been playing for you know in you know close in to fifteen years, years plus juniors and well they've probably been playing for you know most of their life for twenty years or yeah. so. That's pretty impressive to be honest. Like I, I love seeing that support network. Good on you, family men of hockey. Yeah. If, of which there are many, let's be honest. Many. On a side note, <laughs> yes, I'd also nice. like to Excellent. nominate Vincent Trocek as the most improved breakout player of the year for a good news story. And I'm also going to nominate myself for calling it and getting around him from the get-go. Yeah. And I'm also <laughs> going to nominate him and point to him as the sole reason for my mad fantasy almost resurgence that saw me go 20 points like behind bottom of the barrel to only finishing two points out of a playoff spot. Yeah. And who nabbed that playoff spot, Cam? You did. Yeah, I did. And I was well out of it for a really long time. How's I actually went to the went to the? Uh, I, I put in a lot of work on a report which showed 
the round by round breakdown yeah. of everyone's performance. And then the day you published it, you had me out of the playoffs. But then what happened, Cam? No, I didn't have you out. It was just like it, was, it said TBC. It said pending. Oh, I didn't read that bit. But um, the the point is, I should though, have though. You you put a lot of effort in. If if it was a season put, of two halves, John and I would have been one and two. One and two. No, two and two three and with Brad two. at one. Yeah, we would. We had a great back half. Great back half. The and first half purely purely Vincent Trocheck. <laughs> Thank you, Vincent Trocheck, who you know I think at the start of the year I was the only person in the world who knew who you were. You know who my my season's off the back of Jake Muzzin. Yeah, I had him. Jake Muzzin. But I dropped him at the start when the Kings was thinking it up. Ah, uh, yes. See, I swung in and swooped him up because he was helping me with my periphery stats, you but see. I, I've had another Kings D-man help me out, though. Luke Shen, the hit uh, machine. Ah, yes. He's, uh, got, yes. he's got more hits than Ja Rule. <laughs> that, was, that was great. That was, <laughs> that was great. I, I just want to stop and pause for a minute. <laughs> Acknowledge how good that was. Fucking dickhead. Let's roll into baseless bullshit banter. Woo! <laughs> All right. You're a horrible human being, and yeah. I hate knowing you. It's actually not even the first time someone's told me that today. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> baseless bullshit banner time. Tasha calm disturbance of the mental with her bipolar uncle. Uh, bipolar. Can the North American under-24 squad take it to the other teams at the Hockey World Cup tournament? John, can this red-hot collection of young talent somehow put all the pieces together and knock off their more fancied, experienced you know, opponents? I was reading through the list earlier and I'm like, nah. But the more I thought about it, I actually I, I reread it while I was on the train today. And you realized I make smashing points. You make smashing points. But not only that, the lineup are fucking good, man. The forwards are The forwards mental. are insane. I mean, yes, goaltending and defense is a little... That's where the shakiness is. But holy hell, the forwards are... They're the Dallas Stars of an international it team. Is, they just put the puck in the net and not worry about it. It's defending. essentially... It's a PlayStation team, Cam. Wow. So, your answer should really be, sure, why the fuck not? Exactly. It should be, yeah, I'd watch that. All right. So, here's, who, here's who they've confirmed for the team thus far. And keep in mind, there's four additional roster spots that the coaches can fill in the coming months. So, goaltending, John. Who we got? <laughs> yes, we've got Gibbo. From the Anaheim Quack Attack. Absolutely. We've got Connor Hallebuck. He is the Winnipeg Jets backup. And Matt Murray. Who is the Pittsburgh Penguins backup. Now, the latter of those two... Um, so two of the, the two of the last three guys have actually spent more time in the AHL Cooking, than so to speak. the NHL. So you would say that the most obvious and glaring deficiency for this team is in fact in goal. Yes, that's right, and that's that's the first thing I said. Goaltending is obviously going to be immediately shaky, but and that's we'll, that's we'll keep working through the line. We'll see how we can cover that. So, John, who have yeah. we got on defense? Okay, so we got your boy Aaron Ackblad, my boy Aaron Ackblad, yeah, Seth Jones, Ryan Murray, and of course Morgan Riley, of course, which so we like. We love Ekblad. He's obviously going to be shouldering the, you know, oh, he's he's, he's the top be, dog. He's, he is he's the captain. He's of, the of, he he's, our, he's the top dog. He's out. He's our defense. You know what? I actually probably stick him for captain out of the out of the lot. To be honest, respectfully disagree. And when I run through the forwards, I'll tell you why. We got Sean Couturier, Jack Eichel, Eichel right. Johnny Gaudreau, Dylan Larkin, yep. Nathan McKinnon, Connor McDavid, JT Miller, Sean Monaghan, and, and Brandon Saad. Yes. Now who's I'm. Actu- your, who's your vote for the captain here? Tell me. Sean Couturier. Really? Because he's actually, I believe, the eldest of these kids at 24. I think he's so got the most right experience the and and his role in the Philly Flyers system 
is modelled on a Taves Bergeron where he's a very defensively responsible forward. Yeah. Which that's what you that's want from a leader. Well, he doesn't wear an A. None of those guys do. But None of them do. If anyone was, if you would think... I, I think it's Ekblad. I think he's probably the man to, to they, take they it could on. Be, they could and, be Coke. They, they could not, just nominate three alternates. That's right. That's, they might do that. They, but, might, they might go a shark system, for instance. Yeah. So I'll, yeah. I, I would really like to see Sean Couturier get it, but I also wouldn't be salty if Ekblad got it. No, he, he's, he's, of course, your boy. So. He is my boy. He is. So, so look, aside from goaltending, which we've acknowledged is kind of shaky. Yeah, I mean, the defense is, or oh, there's also some, some minor issues there. I, I think Seth Jones is a legend, and I also, you obviously know I'm a big Ekblad fan. Huge. But yeah, I don't know. Morgan Riley is probably. Well, look, I, I I'm on the fence. But this is this is an under twenty fours team. This this is this is going to be. It's all about scoring. Which is young for a defender as well. That is that's right. But well, may I give you my defensive analysis? Of course you can. All right. So look, all these defenders are bona fide puck movers, right? Yeah. So what they need to complement this is a bunch of shutdown dudes. They so need like, to stay at home, guys. Yeah, they don't so have a lot of that. If I'm looking at those four names, yeah. I'm not seeing one. So Ekblad and Jones are the current and future linchpins of their team. That's obviously, right. being Florida and Columbus. But they're hitting. They they. They're guys who are going to be getting. They the power play. play with, they play with the wisdom, though. That far beyond these. These are these are guys that that they're they're hitting it from the blue line. They're not they're not staying at home, man. There's more to Morgan Riley than meets the eye. The fact that Ooh. the Leafs were willing to move Dion Phaneuf shows that they believe in him. Okay. And I think Ryan Murray is a great complementary piece. And although he hasn't quite lived up to his potential, not his fault. Had a lot of injuries. Do as you a think in a dude, system like this where he could they're flourish? Just, they're just having a bit of fun with it. And it's, I actually, a bit, it's a little bit more slippy, a little bit loose until the third period anyway. This is going to help their teams post-World Cup because this is going to give these guys confidence. That's right, they're going to come back with confidence, especially the, uh-huh. I think especially the Jack Eichels of the world who are, they're playing, let's be honest, for a shit team. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to help them grow, so, yeah, especially as individuals because, I mean, Eichels like 19. Well, what, so, I, what I think they need here, they need a little bit of brawn, right? And I've yeah. actually put together some options, ah. which means I actually perused Every defenseman in the NHL who was born in Canada or North America <laughs> under the, right the age birthday. of 24. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I did this, right? Option one for me, and I think they'd be silly not to, Jacob Truba. Yeah. Winnipeg that's an Jets. Easy. Fleet-footed puck mover, but plays a very tight two-way game, and he'll give these guys a little more grit. I think the last two on this list, we'll get we'll get through the list, but I think the last two on the list are the, the easy two. They, they have to pick them both up. Well, look, I was going to say, look, Matt Dunbar, he shoots, scores, skates yeah. hard, he hits hard, uh, ask he, Patrick Kane. Yeah. <laughs> we love him. And then Justin, Justin Falk, Falk from is, the Hurricanes. Yeah, there's no way that he's not getting a spot. Unless, because I still haven't got a straight answer on this, he actually turned 24 this week. Oh, I don't know if so it's under not. 24 or if 24 is okay, so yeah. TBC. The one but, I actually really like, though. Oh, yeah. Eric Gudbranson from the Florida Panthers. Again, he mm-hmm. just turned 24, so I'm not sure of eligibility. But he's going to kick the absolute Christ out of anyone that goes near that puck. And so he's obviously a teammate of uh, big Ekblad. man Aaron Ekblad. So that means that What's they're familiar. What's up, chemistry? That's right. There's instant chemistry. So they're familiar. They're familiar with a lot of the other players who will be on. Yeah. Because there's a lot of East Coast players there. So they'll be familiar with that. So they'll know the systems that they come from. Uh-huh. So... It's a, it's a nice little suggestion you make there, Cam. I agree. So, look, let's talk about the forwards for a minute. And I'd like to get your analysis on this, John. From from my opinion, I they're not going to have a problem putting the puck in the net. There's a lot of speed, pure goal-scoring talent there. But mm-hmm. they're going to be relying on grittier, defensively-focused dudes like Couturier and Monaghan to yeah. kind of hold it down. The, the very obvious omissions for me so far is 
I can't believe they haven't picked up Alex Kalchenik. Yet. But he's only been killing it for the last two months. So I yeah, think yeah. he's but the he's, kind of guy he's they go... He's an obvious choice, though. They have to pick him up. They go, he if he can like sustain it. 14 goals in, in the last... Games or something. Yeah, he's yeah. insane. I know because I picked him up. But at the same time... Yeah. Since he's come back from injury, he's been fucking on fire. Mark Schiffelet from the Jets. Yeah, Mark Schiffel, of course. He's obviously he's obviously someone there. And Ryan Strom yep. that would have to make the list eventually. What I think works for them, though, right, is quite simply they can just let these kids off the leash. So if I assemble the top line, right, so you're looking left wing, center right wing, yeah. I'd be going Goudreau and Monaghan together because they of already course. play together and have the chemistry. Yep. And then on a right wing, let me look at that list again, you would go... Oh, Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. All right. So that top line. That's pretty. Goudreau, Monaghan, Nathan McKinnon. McKinnon can defend himself. And your so can Goudreau. So your that's second line, good. you'd have Connor McDavid centering it. Yeah, of course. With probably Brandon Sard and Sean Couturier. Yeah, if Your not, third line would be Galchenic centered by Jack Eichel yeah. with Dylan Larkin on his left wing and Brandon Sard on his right wing. Yeah. So that's pretty good looking. If you it's, let, it's good looking, isn't just it? Just let those dudes off the leash. They've got so much leg speed. And That's you've got to remember too, like World Cup, you're not fighting. It's not that dirty. No, no, it's, it's speed. It's graceful hockey. If those well, kids get off the leash, you're in trouble. That's Russia why they, need the, they really need to pick their stay-at-home defenseman very carefully because they're going to lock... They have to lock it down. Two more responsible. It's going to be breakout. Game. It's going to be breakout. Breakout hockey. city. It's going to be breakout hockey end-to-end. It's going to be very West Coast. Played by East Coast dudes, it's going to yeah. be very interesting. Very interesting tournament. Let's so, so look, are we saying these young guns can win it all? Absolutely no. not. We're saying they're going to be fucking fun to watch, though. And they can probably cause a real headache for the logical top three heavyweight contenders, which would be the USA, Canada, yes. and Russia. For those of you who've been too lazy to check those teams out yourselves, listen to Team USA for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> In goal, Ben Bishop, John Quick, Corey Schneider. On defense, Dustin Bufflin, John yeah, Carlson, this... Ryan McDonough, Ryan Suter. Forwards, Justin Abdelkader, Patrick Kane, Ryan Kessler, TJ Oshie, Max Pacioretty, Zach Parise, Joe Pavelski, Derek Stepan, Blake Wheeler. Fuck. Yeah. That's PlayStation on steroids lineup. Yeah. I feel like you've downplayed the Swedes, who obviously won the bronze medal at the Olympics. Winter Olympics, not only last year. No, that was in 2014. It was 2014, excuse me. And who were the hotshots on that Swedish team? Sedin brothers, two That's years right. older, slightly more beaten up. That's right. Doesn't concern me. Ah, mm. I like it. I yeah. like your aggressiveness. I like the way you presented it. I still think they're a threat. However, I will go through Team Canada for you, Cam. Do it. Don't, so do, in, don't do it for me, though. Do it for everyone. Do it for yourself. I'm going to do it for the kids. All right. So we've got Corey Crawford, Holtby, the Holt Beast, should I say. Carey Price, who made it into the goalie slot. I feel that's post-injury. Let's let's be honest. But you know what? They're like, Carey Price gonna healthy. He's going to make it. Yeah. So the D-line's also incredibly PlayStation. So we've got Dowdy. We've got Keith. We've got Vlasic. Stoked to see Vlasic in there. Me too. We've also got Big Shea Weber. And Love of it. course, of course, the forwards. Oh this God. is where it gets crazy. Ben, Bergeron, Carter. Big Sid the Kid, Getzlav, Sagan, Stamkos. Wait for it. There's more. Tavares and, of course, Taser. How does that even happen? Oh. That, is, that, is, that is insane. That is PlayStation. That is, that, is, that is Xbox. That is a lineup that you draft with your mates and then you crush them. Because you know what's psycho about you that? You crush them. You look, you look at the dudes centering those lines, right? So let's say Tavares. That's, that's almost an all-West Coast. It, it, that's, that's almost an all-West Coast. Well, let's team. say let's say Tavares is your number one. Look at, dude, look at the centers, right? I know. So, from, from <laughs> spot one to three, I reckon you'd go Tavares, line one, Bergeron, line two, Taves, line three, 
Well, and then Jamie Ben goes on the fourth line. Nah, because he'd be left wing. They'd, they'd dump him on the left wing, and they wouldn't make Sagan play centre. They'd put him on the right, right wing. wing. Yeah. So that top line potentially, <laughs> dude. Potential top line. Oh my god. Wait for this. No, ben, I can see it coming. Ben Bergeron Sagan, <laughs> which would make sense because Bergeron has centred Sagan before. Yeah. Second line. If you had Tavares centering the second line. You would put... Oh, no, you wouldn't. You'd have Crosby centering yeah, Crosby. the second line. Yeah, and then and you, you would chuck a... Oh, my God. Half of these guys are centers. Yeah, you put Getzlav, and then you probably put a Stammer taser. on his wing, maybe. Yeah. And then if you had Tavares do the third line, you could chuck a... Uh, maybe a Jeff Carter with him. Yeah. And G- then you, you put maybe... Maybe, maybe a taser. Or, who even cares? Let's Br- be honest. You could put any of them anywhere, and it's going to be great. Bringing up the tail, though. Team Russia in goal. We've oh. got Sergei the Bob. Yeah. We've got Vamalov. There he is. And Andre Vasilevsky. Huge. On defense, Dmitry Kulikov, Andre Markov, Dmitry Orlov. Yes. Uh, that's pretty red hot. Yes. Forwards, Artemanisimov, Pavel Datsuk, Nikita Kucherov. I love the Magic Man got a cap. Yeah. Big fan. Nikolai Kulman, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Evgeny Ooh. Malkin, Vladislav Namastenkov. Nailed Excellent. it. Alexander Ovechkin, Artemi Panarin, and Vladimir Tarasenko. My beef with the Russian team as follows. (laughs) It's pretty obvious what the beef's going to be. Well, A, congrats on how many dudes the Bolts have got in there. Are are they the new Russian powerhouse? Um, My actual actual beef with the Russian team, Mm. though, Malkin, older and injury prone. Uh, Yes. Datsuk, older Older, and injury injury prone. prone. Vasilevsky, not yet fully game ready but he's playing third string so who cares Bob Bob. he is injury prone he not only that he's a fucking strainer like dude lets in goals that he dude lets in easy goals so yeah Vami as well like Varmilov is he's a, he's a tough call as your starter there because he's he, he's a guy you have to go to. My beef, my beef with this whole lineup is age and recurring injury problems. Yeah. Whereas so, when I, I look at Team Canada, right? Uh, Holtby healthy, Crawford healthy. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I know he's out at the moment, but it's a DTD thing. Obviously, Carey Price has had his shit. Drew Doughty, very reliable. Duncan Keith, reliable. Vlasic, reliable. Weber, reliable. The potential top-line forwards are all reliable, but if you go down and you're just having a quick... You cast the eye over potentially the top two centres, and it's looking pretty tough. Well, do you you know what I'm going to do to wrap this little segment up and tie it all back together? I'm I'm interested to see how you're going to do it, Cam. Let's go look at the under-24 lineup and the forwards and let's see who's been injury-prone and let's see who, as a young man, has recovered very quickly and well from injury and is in good health. All of them is the answer. That's right. The only one of those dudes who sustained a major injury in the last 12 months was Connor McDavid off a cheap hit which broke his collarbone. But he's back, back baby. Two months ahead of schedule. That's right. Looking better than ever. And he's so these are all young guys that will bounce back even if they get an injury between now and then. You know what works for the young guys? The old Russians are going to be slow. So maybe maybe the maybe the Swedes are going to going to. Do the old Swedish swap into third again. I reckon the Swedes and possibly that, that hybrid, yeah, or well, the Finns or the hybrid team. Yep, yep, maybe, the best of the world yeah, team. Could yeah, kind of tickle the Russians' coin yep. purse a little bit. Well, let, let's be honest. The but younger, don't, don't underrate the under-24s because no. they're not carrying age injuries. Injury. They are just, yeah. they're, they're, they're keen as well. Yeah, well, they're obviously, they're there to have a bit of a fuck around, let's be honest. So they're there to just play a bit of hockey, smash some beers, have a great time. Like, hey, remember that time we played in the other 24s and we, we beat the shit out of Russia? That was pretty good. Dope. Let's tell our grandkids about it. Absolutely. Hey, so this is going to be our last legitimate fantasy rap for the year. <laughs> <laughs> 
I had my hands in the air, and now I'm like, I'm still in the playoffs, so it's your last rap. No, no, but it's everyone's rap because like most leagues it's, are already done. It's the playoffs, yeah. So if you don't been, have the, if you don't have the assets you need, tough shit because you can't trade for them because the, the season's is, over, bitch. The season's over, and it's <laughs> unlikely you're getting them off the waiver wire. If you are on route to fantasy hockey glory, congrats to you, your league, and your ripper season. I personally had a stinker. You had a fucking. This is. This is the worst season you've had on record, Cam. And I was completely undone by my first four weeks, and that's it. And as we and said earlier, if we split the season... the dog shit trades that you did in between. No, the trades were all quite good, because if we split the season in half, like the I said, I'd, I'd be top three. The back half was great. Um, as as was John's. So what I'm going to talk about very quickly is the valuable lessons I have learned from fantasy this year and how I will be drafting Rule moving number forward. number one, draft well. No, completely disagree. <laughs> Draft well. No, because every one of us who killed it is the result of that stinker tinker. Wait. The dude who's taken the minor premiership two years in a row had the lowest amount of moves every year. Well, He's made five moves. You can count them on your hands. Fluke. Anyway. He did the same thing last year. Fluke. I'm anyway. in a league with him. I'm in another league with him. Same. Fluke. Anyways. <laughs> Flog. <laughs> Here's what we've learned. Point one. I'm never Cam drafting. I'm never drafting anyone over the age of thirty again. Hey man, I've got Jumbo Joe. He's killing it. I'm never drafting anyone over the age of thirty <laughs> again. Also, I drafted him, had him for a hot period, got real cold for two months, and then just dropped him so you can have him. I'm having a great time. Point two: goalies are paramount. Simple as that. I'm going to draft my two starting goalies in the first five rounds. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to take him in my top two. Wah-ha! Point three. Landing high-end defensive players is not important. Ovi can score heaps. That's always going to get you goals, shots on goal, and plus-minus. That's if right. I have he gives one you next hits, year, though, dude. Yeah, I don't care. If I get number hits, one man. pick, I'm getting John Tavares. Mad. Goals, shots on goal, plus-minus. Face-off wins, hits, and pims. You need more <laughs> well-rounded players. Yes. So... Oh, I'm not done. This, these are things we've been preaching all year, though, Cam. I'm not done. I feel like you could have drafted better this year, Cam. No, if we look at my original draft, it actually made a lot of sense at the time. And even you were like, yeah, fuck, that's red hot. No one saw the Anaheim thing. <laughs> I'll get to that in a sec. Final point. Defensive categories are a winger. I am not going to draft a single defender who doesn't nail blocks and hits. I don't care if they even score a single assist. I'm not. Next year, I'm not drafting anyone who's a straight position. I'm only drafting flex. Yep. That's how it is. But. I will draft high for flex. Get around this, so right? That's how it's happening this next get a, year. Get around this. And you even said this at the time, so don't deny it, you denying motherfucker. Nobody saw the Anaheim opening three-month collapse. Ryan Getzlaff was a great second pick. Everyone no in California No one saw that coming. Yeah, everyone in California for first, sucked. For the first two months of the season, everyone was terrible. So point one, I get a pass on the Getzlaff draft pick. All right. Point two, nobody saw the Columbus collapse coming, especially Brandon Saad being so hit and miss. Yeah, because that only yep. so not only did we, that, not only had, did that finger with Brandon Saad, we 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 Bob misdiagnosed, we misdiagnosed, we misdiagnosed, we, we missed that one. So but it wasn't if we just, were a doctor and we, just we misdiagnosed ass cancer, we'd be in big trouble right now. But because we Correct. we misdiagnosed ass cancer for the CBJs, doesn't matter. It's not so bad. It's not so bad. So, Getzlaff, Saad, Bobrovsky. Side note: no. Ass cancer is not a laughing matter. <laughs> no, nobody <laughs> saw those coming though. So I get to pass on all those three dudes. If you suck <laughs> those three dudes out and replace them with the dudes I had teed up behind them, very different story. Yeah, but you didn't though, Cam. No, I didn't. I don't know. And that's, didn't. And that's totally fine. What I'm saying is, and you didn't make the playoffs. Every analyst in the world, you're not <gasps> going to win anyway, so it doesn't matter. You're just the first loser. Every <sighs> analyst in the world. I still made the playoffs though. And you're still not going to win. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to win. That's fine. You know who you are. You're like Richmond. We made the finals. Oh, we're out. Oh. 
Anyway, enough of that. We've got a really good weekly waffle segment. I'm super stoked on this, Cam. Are I you? think you've done a really good job writing this one up. I actually and looking at this. It's really good. I've got way too much time on my hands. It's really good, Cam. And you know what? I mean, I give you a lot of shit. And I mean, you talk a lot of shit. But at mm. the same time, this is really good. And I think this is a good, well-informed segment. So let's kick off with talking about what we think that the the expansion draft would look like having already considered that teams are going to be saving a certain amount of their players. So let's right. let's only talk about the players that will be potentially available. Yeah, so let me let me break it down for those that aren't as well versed in this as, as us. So apparently the the uh, expansion draft template or format or whatever you want to call it, yeah. they've whittled it down to two options and a team is able to quote protect a certain number of players. Yeah. So they these get a formula- handful. Yeah. They these formulas hand- are as follows. They can either protect seven forwards, three D men and one goalie, or they're gonna let them protect a total of eight skaters and one goalie. The expansion team in question can then grab at anybody left unprotected, along with using their picks in the rookie draft, mm. so long as the final roster sits over the salary floor and under the salary cap ceiling, which is seventy four million dollars. Yeah. Note Players with a full or partial no-trade clause will not have to move. And an additional wrinkle in the process is that savvy teams are going to look to trade anyone they're forced to leave unprotected to get some picks in return rather than give up the non-traded player for nothing to the new team. That's right. So they're going to, with the spite tucked into their skyrocket, they're going to go off and flick their players and pick up you know, some dudes they can At drop. At least get a draft pick. Well, they can drop them into the AHL. We're like, yeah, we'll give you this dude. Protect, yeah. Yeah, so, so they the, can protect the future a little bit because they're just going to see someone walk out the door for nothing. Now, my issue with this is, and I'm assuming it's an issue for the league as well, they know this is going to go on, and I think you're going to see the NHL move very quickly to implement some legislation that says teams are able to make a maximum of two... Um, expansion-related trades. I think, of, dudes, uh, they're, I they're, think they're, they're going to be able to stop it. I actually think they will. Really? Yeah, I think they're going to impose something that says you're only allowed to make two mm. um, unprotected expansion trades. I don't, I don't think Batman is strong enough to be able to do it. I, I think they have to be because... Well, there's going to be lots of dudes. There's going to be a lot of transient players that are just going to walk out the door. But here's the thing, though. When the Florida Panthers and the Anaheim Ducks first expanded and joined the league, they yeah. got really good really quickly because those expansion teams were able to pillage the rosters of the other teams and it, it harbored a lot of resentment. Yeah. And they don't want to do that. They want everyone on the same page. Well, I mean, they also needed to be fair. because um, I mean, but, but there's fair and then there's potentially unfair to the there's existing a lot of, people. Yeah. But, I mean, there's, there's a lot of talent in the league now. And so it's going to be hard to... I mean, I think we could probably do it. Like you and I can sit down and probably put together a good team, but I think that well, clearly the next we're the best GMs of all time. That's right, but I think the next thing is like actually negotiating for those players is going to be difficult. Well, look, if if we get into the teams and the players we think that they'll leave unprotected and why, I think that'll better illustrate our point. So what we're going to do, John and I have scouted all thirty current teams' rosters, and, and based off who we believe they would protect, we've got who will be left over that we feel they could actually construct a competitive so, team with. Yeah, so these are these are the the, the pickings left on the bones so to speak and look we keep saying they i think it's pretty obvious by now it's going to be the las vegas black knights or whatever they choose to call them yeah which i'm still not vibing on if they don't call them the vegas vipers i fucking quit life yeah 
Well, you know, we are big alliteration fans. <sighs> There's just so many better names than the Las Vegas Black Knights. I know. They're essentially encouraging illegal gambling. <laughs> like, yeah. They're begging us to do it. <laughs> Side note, DraftKings got ruled as illegal in New York City today. And do you know what I read? DraftKings has to reimburse everybody who's lost money on DraftKings. Oh, that'll probably oh, that'll almost send them under. Well, it'll have to. They'll be done. Yeah. And if you're not legal in New York, it pretty much kills your business anyway. Yeah. That, that'll send them under for sure. So, we're going to get ripping through at a lot of these teams. We're going to start looking at who we think a lot of who the, who we think the players are going to be left holding the cards at the end of at the end of this was that song. a pun because it's a Vegas team well, yeah I guess so so look we're going to do it in alphabetical order to make it easy for you all at home as well so first, kick off with Anaheim Anaheim John who are they going to leave unprotected and therefore ripe for the picking do we think ah uh, this is easy for for all of us I guess these anyway so Kessler Perry Dupree. Um, Stoner and then obviously Frederick Anderson their goalie that'll just let him walk out so Kessler's a great one for me because this isn't going to happen for 12 to 18 months right which means by that stage they would have got everything they wanted to out of Kessler yeah so they're sitting on his contract they'll just go mm, let him go he plays, right. a, he plays a heavy game his body's going to deteriorate quicker than a non-heavy playing yeah. dude um, this is a fantastic way to move that $35 million deal once they've exhausted all value out of him. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be the case for a lot of these guys. Um, Brandon Peary, we've said, because we, he hasn't proven himself with Anaheim yet. A lot of these guys, I think for the for the whole list itself, I think it's it's very clear that the, the same sort of theme's going to be recurring. Yeah. So dudes who are on big deals that, you know, the teams have gotten the what time's they need out up. of it. Yeah. Like, if we're looking, looking at Arizona... Well, before we get clear. to Arizona, though, Anaheim's actually quite interesting because Simone Dupree and Clayton Stone are actually serviceable defensemen. Yeah, but in, in two but, years... But, but, well, it's not even that, but Anaheim's got Fowler, Vatnam, and Lindholm. Yeah. So, whatever. But the big one for me, Freddie Anderson will be Vegas' starting goalie. Yeah. Because Gib- Gibson's their goalie of the future. If it's not him, then I have a feeling it'll be my man James Reimer. Nah, you know where Ryman's going. We spoke about it last week. Ryman's going to the peg. We we spoke about this last week, Cam. He's going to the peg. If it's not, if it's not, because he's on, he's a he's a loner right now. He's he's shopping himself like a bitch. You know he is. Two shutouts and four starts. Yeah, I know. Guru picked him up. What tell you what though. <laughs> tell you what. Fuck, he looks good in those San Jose colors. Yeah, Make sure he stays. I would be so stoked. I told, didn't I tell you two podcasts ago he's going to be a starter? You do. And look, you know I, I love the Sharks. Yeah, you were right. All right, you were right. You were right. Souls, man. I'm going to talk about Arizona for a minute. Excellent. Tell me what. Um, why did I put... Um, I've, I put a player in there wrong. Sorry. But Arizona, I think yeah. Martin Hansel. I just realized that. Martin <laughs> Hansel. Colorado. Yeah. Hang on a minute. Typo. But Martin Hansel, <laughs> Michael Stone, and Mike Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Smith, older, injury concerns, and they're obviously bringing up a younger goalie. Yeah. Hansel's quite old. Imagine if for the last two years of your, your NHL career, they said, dude, just go party in Vegas. Yeah. It's I pretty would. good. I would. It's pretty good. I feel Like I said, it's it's the same. Dudes are at the end of their contracts. They're not going to get big extensions. It, it's, it's, it's very clear throughout. Like looking at Boston, Chara, same deal again. Saban, who's obviously a prospect that... Well, this is where it gets a little different, I think, though. Because Saban's a potential young gun. Yeah. But if you're only allowed to protect one goalie, Boston is Boston not, not protecting Tuka Rask. No. And this you is guys, where I you think You guys need to protect... In. When you're looking at Chara and Hayes, you guys have more guys, like guys who are higher up on the list that you need to protect. So this is where it gets interesting for me. These teams who do have some really promising prospects, but their hand is forced. So look at Buffalo, right? Yeah. Matt Molson and Marcus Foligno would be the obvious ones that would be left unprotected. Fuck, how good would it be with Matt Molson goes? 
whatever. But he, he could fan. be a good guiding veteran presence. Yeah. Calgary, same deal, right? Brandon yep. Bollig, Derek Engelin, Older Dukes, whatever. Here's where it gets juicy. Carolina. Yep. Jeff Skinner stands yep. out for me. Carolina don't know what to do with Jeff Skinner. Yeah. And Nathan Gerby. Mm-hmm. They're like mid-20s dudes that got a lot of juice left in them. That's right. I have a feeling that they'll probably make a play to dangle Cam Ward as well. I They, they can't not. He's so fucking... Well, let's look at the Blackhawks, right? On them, A lot of this is focusing on their defensive side of That's it. That's right. Andrew Desjardins, Scott Darling as a backup goaltender, potential starter. Ah, and TVR Trevor well. Van Riemsdyk, purely because. Great player, but, but they, if they can only protect three D men, many guys on top of the, they're higher up on that list. That they need to protect. Keith. And that's I, I think I think that's the the, the big three, um, the big three issues I'm going to be here. So guys who are at the, the 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 tail end of their big deal, who will, the teams will just go well. We, we don't need him anyway. There'll be guys who are more character guys that yep. are really just sitting in the roster. You know, they might be fulfilling that third, fourth line veteran position, and then the the third, and I think more interesting point is players who just don't fit into that te- that that ten they that, just, they that just core can't. ten they can't protect them and the teams that team's gonna swoop in and go fuck well if you're this looking is, this is for us well I'm gonna go basketball a good one I'm gonna go basketball on you for a minute the Philadelphia 76ers are the worst team in the NBA this year and their experiment has failed because they've tried to rebuild exclusively through the draft they've got no veterans meaning they've got no leadership meaning That's they've got no, no one showing the young kids how to be a professional yeah. there's some really good vets on here that can do it so if That's i was right. rating the avs roster oh. i'd be grabbing at francois boschman and jerome yeah. McGinley. yeah you know boschman is like one of the league leaders in hits right he is he and is. He's still got juice, man. Yeah. Well, I don't know why you... I mean, Tango, I think, will probably be past it while this He comes could through. be dead by then. I, well, he's old as balls. Well, look at Columbus, right? I reckon you could get Jack Johnson. I have a feeling they'll probably have a crack. And now, you could get Matt Calvert. I think this is the big one that we need to stop and really talk about. Dallas? Dallas. Did you see how Hemsky, many names I've put in there? Fiddler. Goligoski, Niemi. What's the big one, though, John? Spezza. Guess who the captain of the LA of the Vegas team is going to be? Jason Spezza. Jason Spezza. That's awesome. Think about it, right? So again, this draft is happening in 18 months or whatever. By that stage, again, they would have gotten everything they could possibly milk out of Spezza. Yeah. He's costing them a bit of money. That's when it's appropriate to move him on, bring one of your younger guys through. He would be a phenomenal... Here's the thing, right? Jason Spezza is a first-line center on a lot of teams. Oh, easy. Easily. Easy. So that's a good get. Yeah. Like, this is this is... This is the thing, though. They they have so many guys that they need. They absolutely must protect. For about, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can do the list. It's very obvious. Ben Sagan, Klinberg, Oduya. Yeah. yeah. Sharpie. Um, it's Sh- very yeah, obvious. Easy. You know, they. I mean, they might They might just go, well... Might surprise us, but... You know, maybe they'll, we need to keep him for, you know, whatever reason they, they feel works best for them strategically. But I think at the end of the day, like, let's be honest, I, my, my thought and feeling, I agree, Cam. I think that maybe they'll go, you know what, he's closer to the end of this deal than the rest of them. I think there's your future captain. Yeah. Let's look at Detroit. Darren Helms, super underrated dude, and I don't reckon they'll protect him. Brendan Smith and out-of-favor goalie Jimmy, Jimmy Howard. Howard. Yeah, I think he'll be their backup. Good backup. He could be a backup to a Rhymer. Well, let's a- look at Edmonton, mm. right? Pat Maroon, you're going to need yeah. some top-line muscle. Yukupov and Na- then Sakara. Yakupov's yeah. been out of favor for a while. They want to shift him. It means they can, you can let yeah. him walk out the door. Maybe a bunch of coke in the desert's what he needs. Yeah. I back that. He Florida. looks like he could use a good time, though. 
Florida, Poor right? Guy. Brian Campbell two years ago, I would have said, no, they need him. No, they don't. They got Ekblad, um, and Goodbranson. Brian Campbell, and again, if you want a backup goaltender, El Montoya. I think there's going to be a lot of backups out there that are going to be worth their while. And I, that, I, that's a good thing. I don't even see these dudes as backups. They're viable tandem dudes. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's if they. I, I think, though, if you're going to kick off a new team, you really need to go in with a good, solid starter. I think starting... Freddie Anderson. Start... Or Reimer, like I've said. Dude, thing. imagine they turn around to Reimer and say, we've got a $55 million cap floor to hit. Have 10 mil. Yeah, you're in. You're, you're in. in. You're I'd our go. franchise goalie for the next eight years. You're, you're in. in. Yeah, I his, think he would He would, He would. would lull at that opportunity. Let's his, talk about LA, Cam. Well, here is who I see being as, as another captain option slash alternate. Uh, Dustin Dusty. Brown. Cost the Kings $5.25 million a year. Yeah, he knows they want to move him. Yep. They want to move him, but no it's one wants to obvious. trade for him. Dusty. And Braden McNabb. Yep. Serviceable. Yep. I think it'll work. Put him somewhere new. Good move. Minnesota, Excellent. I think, have a lot to offer. Eric Hula is actually a super underrated flex left wing yep. center. And Matt Dunbar, because they're going to re-sign, you know, Spurgeon and Broden That's and all right. those other kids. So they're going to protect those guys. They're obviously going to protect Suter and Parise. So if you can only protect three D-men, right. Broden, Spurgeon, and Parise. Not Parise, Suter. Suter. Yeah. Dunbar's the odd man out. Yeah, not because he's not red hot. He's just, they can't fit him. Well, I, I see you put Nick uh, Backstrom here, obviously the goalie yeah. iteration, so to speak. Yeah, not not your boy Nicholas Backstrom, Who's the goalie Nick Guernsey, and that can't trade <laughs> goalie Nick Backstrom. Yeah, I, I think yeah, that's that's a good. He's a good backup. Well, the other thing for him well. too is even if he's not a good backup, they could just use him to eat up some money to hit the cap floor. Yeah, that's right, and that's the one thing they have to do. They have to draw in those guys. Hit that basement. Well, they've they've got a they've got to build a squad of thirty. You've got to spend at least fifty four mil, I think, or fifty mil. Well, they've got to build that squad, and then they've got, obviously they'll have their 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 reign, free reign, so to speak, of the of the draft that year. Yeah, so correct. They'll it'll get be huge. multiple picks. That's right. That's right. Montreal is actually a little bit of value here. Tory Mitchell, super underrated fourth liner, absolute face off demon. Alexi Emelin and Larzella. There's there's a lot of value there. I mean, there's not a lot of value right now, but in for the Habs, but for the, for for, the, for in eighteen months' time, yeah, it's very it's it's there. So. Nashville. I like what they've got to offer. I would take Colin Wilson right now. I'd take Ryan Ellis right now. Easy. And again, no diss on those dudes, but if they've got to protect player X, Y, Z, they're just going to get squeezed out. Yeah, like, again, Nashville, you know, I mean, Shea Weber was obviously um, dangled. I'm surprised oh, he didn't Flyers mention. Flyers deal a few years I, back. Yeah, they were obviously talking, teams were obviously talking to... Um, no trade clause. Yeah, I know. But they're, him. they're obviously talking about that, but I think they'll probably waive that because he's obviously getting towards the end. Especially, so imagine we're, we're talking Shea Weber. Not now. We're talking Shea months. Weber eighteen months time. Do you reckon so, Web Dog might be like, "Look, I just want a coke party. Let's do it." Uh, I don't. Know. I'm gonna. Yes, I think he'll go. I, I'm willing to move. I'm willing to take my family and move. I like it. I th- I'm backing it. There it is, Cam. I Ride actually it the fuck down. I actually reckon Jersey is the most dog shit one of the lot. Because is that because could, they've got no one and they've put all their money into draft picks? Yeah. yeah. So the only one of them that I would potentially <laughs> think would be a viable option is Keith Kincaid. I really like what that kid's done as a backup. Yeah. Last night has been injured. I, I don't back Keonto at all, so... The no. Isles, um, Grabowski could be an option, but the interesting Grabo's one for me... Grabo's too older. He's not going anywhere. They'll just pick him up if they need to as a... Thomas Hickey center. could actually be valuable. Agree. Agree. Um, I actually think here's my big one. My other big one. Ah, uh, yes. Eric Stahl from the Rangers. Has looked fucking horrible. 
I think we could see potentially two of the Stoll brothers up there. Oh, right. You reckon Eric and Mark? Mm. Okay. Mm. Also, Rangers, Victor Stolberg, and I think Dan Girardi. Oh, because, well, they'll need, they'll need the senior leadership of someone who doesn't necessarily... Defensive not, would, leadership, too. I wouldn't call them... I mean, Dan Girardi is a veteran, but I wouldn't say a veteran. We want someone like a current, you know, not superstar, but current top-tier defenseman needs to go there. And Dan Girardi could be the one on this list that is probably the most entertaining to watch. We are nearing my favourites on this list. I'm getting excited. I, know. I can feel it already. Ottawa. I think Bobby Ryan and Alex Cheerson. Send them over. I like Bobby Ryan. Yeah, but he's not part of their future plans. And Bobby Ryan in Ottawa has not been Bobby Ryan Bobby in Anaheim. Ryan. No, I was going to say, Bobby Ryan hasn't been Bobby Ryan for a little while. He's been his demented third cousin, you know, yeah, fucking Billy Ryan. Bobby Ryan sucking. is not Bobby Ryan right now. Yeah. He would be, he'd be all hands in. He'd be like, oh, yeah, me. Again, me. we're looking for Vet Demon. I think Philly could offer up Mark Strait. Yes. Because the uh, rise of our friend, the Ghost Bear. <laughs> Has made him irrelevant, <laughs> aka the meme that got circled this earlier today. Red hot. That was pretty good. You ready for my favorite? Yep. Feel the thrill, Kessel from Pittsburgh. Hasn't worked in Pittsburgh. Hmm. I, How else do you move a player on an eight million dollar deal? Oh, you don't, protect, don't protect him, him. and let yep. a friend and let an expansion team just take him. Yeah, that Get makes them, sense. Except that it was a shit trade. Get except the money off the move. books and That's spend right. the money elsewhere. That's right. And then obviously my man Fairzy. Yeah, I was going to say your boy Eric Fair. Yeah, so he, he's he's the vet guy you need on your third line. I've got your third line centre for you. Yeah, you do. David Backus. Oof. Oof. Scotty Upshaw as well. He's got value. Excellent value. Let's I I, I don't wanna I don't wanna dwell. I feel like there's a lot more value laying in California. San Jose, Nick Spalling, underrated. Tommy Wingles, love yes. him. Justin Braun, yes. reliable D-man. I yes. tell you what, those aren't household hockey names. But they will be if you put them somewhere where they can flourish. Have a bigger role. Imagine Tommy Wingles centering a third line. Uh, yeah, I like or right wing on a third line. I thought he was a center. I think he can flex. Ah. Yeah. Ah, I could see him maybe on a second line. Yeah. Third, second. I could. Let's just, let's just be honest. It's going to be a very interesting time. Tampa Bay, I think they'll, uh, Matt Carl could be the odd man out there. And Brian Boyle. Brian Boyle. That's, yes. Here's one I put in just for you, John, from Toronto. Brooks Liart and <laughs> Michael Grabner. You know what? Nobody cares. Captain. Another really? captain option. Wow. Ultimate good dude. Yeah, that's And true. you've got kids being dumped in the desert in the world's most notorious party town. Who's keeping them in check? Yeah. You know. David Backus, Dustin Brown. Brooks Liark and Jason Spetzer. Yeah. Every one of them go, right, you guys are all the rookies here. You're all coming to live with us while you acclimate to Vegas. Yes. And I'm going to make don't sure be dickheads. you don't go on a bender. Yeah, don't be dickheads. Cocaine's bad for you. It makes you shit at hockey. Vancouver. Truth. Alex Burrows, Ryan Miller, Radim Vibata. Um, Vibata, will, he will definitely make a move. Miller. Or retire. Yeah. Well, if he's still around and he's scoring, let's be honest, it would be stupid for... You would have to take him. Yeah. Because he, he'll, be, he'll cost them nothing, and he'll play on this third line, probably. It's Washington, terrible. Daniel Winnick, Jay Beagle, and Carl Olsner. Um, yeah, they're all probably, like, let's be honest, they're all probably going to walk out at the end of the year anyway. Just get squeezed out, so why not? Yeah, I think you'll probably see more like a mojo and probably our backup goalie, uh, um, Philip, Grubauer. Philip Grubauer. I feel like he'll probably make a move as well because he's a fucking solid goalie, and so they'll probably take him as a backup if not, and then you've also probably got... One of the D-man, maybe a Niskanen. Here's a, here's a good thing too, right? If I'm the Vegas GM, I'm grabbing five or six goaltenders, right? 
and then and seeing which one works. Nah, then I'm on selling them yeah. to teams that desperately need them because if you get first dibs on the unprotected goalies, oh, you and I'm like, <sighs> all right, who desperately needs a goalie? Winnipeg, cool. We've just taken Jimmy Howard, Ryan Miller. Um, who else did I put Fucking on the list? James Reimer. James Reimer. Mike Smith. Frederick Anderson, Mike Smith. So we've just and Cam Ward for Lols. And Cam Ward for Lols. We've got six goalies and you need one. And Pick you're one. and you are the Winnipeg Jets. We are going to give you two of them for Jacob Truber. Yeah. And that's how you start doing business. That's right. Maybe toss in Blake Wheeler. What? And speaking of Winnipeg, the probably the only one of value, Ben Chirot. Mm. I see you're you're writing you're you you write down here, um, Adam Lowry, but yeah, you know what? But I slept on it. I, nah, no vibe. Not for me. So there it is. So that's that's a good wrap. Um, I feel like you could build a very, very, very good team very quickly with this. And I think if you're a smart GM, like Cam said, you could pick up some dudes and flip them on for something a little better. Well, look, I've held on to this piece of news all day. Tell me Without more. bringing it to your attention. Do you know who is heading up the rumor mill to be the GM of the Vegas franchise? Who is it, Cam? GM, GM. Fuck. You know what? Imagine if GM, GM G- comes George Mc- fuck the Capitals. Ah! You know as well as I do that George McPhee is a horrible, horrible GM. But imagine if this is when he gets it right. <laughs> imagine if with an expansion team with an unlimited budget is when he gets it right. Wow. Wouldn't, that, wouldn't, happen with the wouldn't Capitals, that just, they wouldn't that just budget. crush you? I would be upset. Well, let's be honest. Wouldn't that they're, hurt they're, you? They're a West Coast-based team, so it probably wouldn't touch me at all. But still, I would be upset if they were a successful cam. Yeah. I yeah. held on to that all day. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? It's actually fucking lols because if GMGM is going to head them up, they're fucked. So they can, they can they can have every they can fucking have Spezza. They can have fucking anyone they want. They're going to be terrible because he will make some terrible decisions. Disagree. Just to wind you up. Two words. Philip Forsberg. Fuck you. And fuck you, GMGM, for fucking our future. Ha! Hey, uh, where would they be, John? Ah, you... You sandbagging son of a bitch. You got me all riled up so I could do this. I did. fucking hate you. I'm really good at this, though, right? You are. So you know what? Nazim Kadri, John. He's all yours. Take him away. I fucking hate Nazim Kadri. You know why? He is the kid that's picked last for baseball every damn time he's got thick glasses he's a little sweaty he's got no friends he quietly and solemnly walks home dragging his bat no friends he's got no one to talk to he's all alone Uh you know why because you're a fucking piece of shit that's right i always liked you i liked your grit mr kadri i thought you're a legend i used to get around you You were the only dude on toronto's roster i actually liked no phil kessel true but (laughs) it's all gone this year we've seen your old bark, son. You got no bite. And that's a problem for me and my hockey players that I aspire to be like and aspire to like on, on the daily cam. This is a problem for me. He starts shit, he can't finish. And that is a problem. It's okay when Sid does it. He's an all-star. You're not, buddy. It's okay for Sid to do it. Why is it a problem for you? To, like, I have a problem with it. He took on Wills. Will's got an instigator. It's his problem. And this is... So what happened to what happened this week, Cam? What happened? We'll get into it in a minute. What happened? We'll get into it in a minute. But Kadri, you are the kid that's picked last and I hate you. Love it. Hey, I'm taking the next one. Yeah, yeah. I don't actually know this dude's name, so I've called him <laughs> the Dallas Stars trainer that stitched up Tyler Sagan <laughs> slash Achilles. <clears throat> now, we aren't doubting the quality... I don't know this 
this dude's name and he made the awards. <laughs> now, look, we aren't doubting the quality of his or the authenticity of his medical credentials. The NHL runs a tight ship in that regard, so we're of the belief that this is 100% legit. However, watching someone go to work on your star player wearing nothing but a training t-shirt and what we're assuming was gym shorts... Slash sauce stains. ...is both amusing and concerning. So... When Tyler Sagan was getting his Achilles stitched up, this dude looked like a mess. Where's the crisp medical getup that we see on ER and Grey's Anatomy? Is that a fucking contest winner stitching up Tyler Sagan? <laughs> yeah. What's going on? So because of this, this mystery trainer would in fact be Dr. Nick Riviera from The Simpsons. You know, the budget shady surgeon hey. who famously performed limb transplant surgery and, and finished it off with, look everyone, it's Mr. McGreg with a leg for an arm and, and an, an arm, arm for a leg. leg. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Dallas, get your house in order. Yeah, put him in a suit for fuck's sake. John, I'm giving you the last one, man. Bruce Boudreau. You know that I am a Boudreau fan. This one's an easy one for me. You know what I mean? So earlier this season, Boudreau was a marked man. He was doomed. Everyone was calling it. He's gone. He's, He's done. gone. He's gone. He's done. But guess what? Guess right. What? He came back. What? Took a few risks. He split up the Getzlav Perry combo and he's like, fuck you, man. He took Robin away from Batman. He and did, he gave but him, he you gave know him, what? Him it was flash. a success. It was. And old mate is back better than ever. Yep. So, what's happened, Cam? He he's turned the, the team around. Dude, he's Harry Houdini. He's the Harry Houdini of the NHL for sure. Absolutely. In a fat suit. <laughs> no matter what situation lay before <laughs> Bruce. He was able to successfully wriggle free, just like Harry Houdini right. towards his next challenge. It, he's taking it to the streets, and he—he is—he is—he is the magic man. He's got a better haircut, i.e., no none, hair at all, none at all. And look, yeah. Whilst Harry Houdini was a relatively slightly built man, and we know that Bruce is rather portly, <laughs> we we still feel the analogy works. Jarfield, Jardas, Jardas, Jardas. All right, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna you can have. It. You, can, you can have Jab the Hab. That's I'm all gonna, yours. I'm gonna stick it to the Habs one I, last time. That's all yours. Just. This is, this is me just jabbing away. No one is as loyal, faithful, and reliable as the Habs fan base, at least. Allegedly. That's, that's what Allegedly. the Habs fans will actually tell you. But guess what? They've all jumped ship this season. Where are they, Cam? Because we've looked it up. Tickets for Canadians games have not been this cheap and easy to obtain in years. There's empty seats everywhere. So, guys, you're super faithful supporters. They're struggling. You're struggling. And they've jumped ship. They're full of shit, Cam. Keep clinging to those past glories, you fucking bums! <laughs> yes! Oh, God. So let us do the weekly awards. Whew, I need a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to get crazy. All right. It's going to get crazy. So what? the Jumbo Joe Legend of the Week Award, I'm uh, going to take this one. Jumbo Joe, Jumbo Legend of the Week. Jumbo Legend, Jumbo Joe, Jumbo Joe. Jumbo Joe, Jumbo Legend of the Week. Have it. Have this it all. This one is for our man, Kevin Spacey. We spoke about it earlier. Oh, have it all. But you know what? Has Burnsy done anything mad this week? Who cares? He probably has. This week, it's Spacey, baby. My man Spacey sitting, what was he, in the third row, yeah. hanging out. Spacey in space t-shirt. Man of the people. Hoodie, should I say. Kevin Spacey hat. Kevin Spacey face mask. Kevin Spacey, Spacey, Spacey squared. Spaceception. Spaceception. What a man. He is a jumbo legend. He's getting around it as the spirit animal of the Florida Panthers. We salute you here at Holy Park. We salute you hard, sir. Oh, that was red hot. You know what I'm going to talk about? Tell me more, Cam. You've been itching for this. Oh, my God. You know what? I'm itching for it so hard. I don't want to talk about it. I just want to laugh. All right, you just listen. All right, this week's... <laughs> I'm done. This week's Johnny Boychuk Bone Cruncher of the Week. Yeah! 
Kyle Churis, good on you, sir, for your epic beatdown of Nazim Kadri after Old Mate faked his way out of a serious beating due to an earlier hit that occurred around eight seconds prior to this altercation. And it was dirty, too. He raised an elbow, and then he faked his way out of it so he didn't have to fight. I told you it was a bum! Tyrus wasn't having any of it, though. He dropped Kadra to the ice and gave him the absolute business <laughs> while he was trying to fake an injury. So he faked being hit, dropped to the deck thinking, that's all right, that'll save me. Tyrus Chir- wasn't having any of it. Tyrus still gave him the business. <laughs> yeah. So here's the hot tip, Nazim. Professional hockey players don't take kindly to that shit, and even when you're lying on the ground pretending to be hurt, you're still going to cop a flogging. Yeah, we don't S- take kindly to that. Don't suck it, Toronto. Yeah. Suck it, Nazim. We've Absolutely. said it for a while. We can't be mates anymore after the shit you pulled against Big Tommy Wills. Basically, Nazim, you're an all-round bad guy, and you were universally hated by the Holy Puck crew, which is all two of us. Although, you know how Slipknot have the maggots as their fans? Yeah. Who else wants to join the Holy Puck crew and hate on him with us? Anyone who listens, you're in. Tweet at us. Tweet at us. Get out of us. Send me a DM. Don't send me any more nudes. That's weird. That were my nudes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sauce, man. <laughs> Last one. The Steve Ott dog act of the week. Now, this is actual This is actual dog shit. You fuck. This has got you written all over it. You fuck. Ah, uh, the dog act of the week. You fuck. The Steve Ott dog act of the week. Ah, uh, the dog, dog act, of the, act of the week. Now, this is actual. This is actual this dog is, shit. This is real talk right now. Now, Jesus, right now, big ups to, to the guys over at um at NHL Trash Talkers because they alerted the the ho- hockey massive this week about this. NHL and Trash Talkers actually do a phenomenal job. Those of guys are on the point for news. real. They know what's up. I actually don't think they work. I legitimately think I they think all of them are unemployed together. And just yeah, all of them are unemployed, and they make all their money off the Facebook ads. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's great. Anyway, so... Well, they're like Seth Rogen and Knocked Up where he got hit by a car and he's living off the Canadian government's like um, victims of crime fund. Oh, yes. That's probably what he's doing. They've well, all, all of them. They, they all got hit by a Zamboni. Yeah. Because they're all obviously Canadian. Although, did you see this week an 11-year-old kid in Minnesota stole a cement truck and led the police on a chase? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Imagine if that was a Zamboni. <laughs> you know what? For the purpose of comedy, I wish that it was. And who gives a fuck? Let's just say it was. As everybody was stolen in Minnesota this week, they took the police on a five-hour car ride. The Yay. reason it took five hours, though, too, is because the police were too polite to put the lights yeah. on and the sirens. I'm like, oh, would hey, you mind? Would you mind turning? Just hey, uh, hey, what, what's, what's all that about? Do you mind turning the car around? Yeah, can you, can you, you're creating a disturbance. Would you mind just at least pull over to the side? Is, is your name is, is your name Lister Nygaard? Ah, uh, yes, that's of a, course. It's a Fargo reference, it's a Fargo y'all. Reference for those of you who are playing along at home. So this week's dog, dog act. act comes all the way from Sweden. So during a game between Naka HK versus Baltista, Buster, Bolster, Bolster HC. Seriously, shit team name. Horrible, horrible. Anyway, so a Canadian-born player, um, Tommy Latouche Gulvin. Tommy Ledouche. Ledouche. Um, so he went down. So he he dropped he dropped to his knees. Yeah. Um, he. It looked to be an Lower equipment body malfunction. Injury, maybe. Yeah, something occurred. So either he hurt himself or he had some sort of equipment Lost an issue. Edge or something. Yeah, so he was down. He was struggling to get back up onto his knees. Barely made it to his knees. Barely, if you watch the, f- the footage. And this dude, out of nowhere, his name's Victor Thomason. And apparently he's got a famous brother who does something. I believe he's a, he's a journalist, potentially. And he, yeah, right. Anyway, what happened is he, he saw the guy go down, skated from behind. His own blue line. I'm going to say 100 feet. Easy. So he skated from probably just from the tip of the crease, basically. Yeah. 
straight shot, he must have taken maybe seven to maybe even nine full-length strides. Like hard power slides. Hard power slides. As the guy was turning, looked up. Cross-checked Cross-checked to the face. Stick both hands into the face. Speared cross check and then ground his head into the and ice. then ground his head into the ice. What act- the fuck? You could man? actually kill someone doing that. Like, like you not could actually only kill is someone. that the Steve o- Dog Act of the Week, but this is just a dog general act of the year. dog act. This could be the dog act of the year. We've spoken about this. Yeah. Like, do, do you know what's actually amazing out of this though? That Sweden as a country have banned this dude from playing any sport. Yeah, they're for like two years. Fuck out. You are not even. He's not allowed to play like pick up netball at a YMCA. <laughs> he's done. The only sport he can play is in his backyard for two whole years. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? It's kind of shit that. That's the so, kind. That's the kind of act, in my opinion. And look, he should. I, I'm we're, not going to say we're lifetime not, ban. I think the two year ban was valid. Look, we're not advocating for violence here because we're not those kinds of people. But what he did isn't something that can be left on the ice. If I was related to the dude that got hit, I would probably be finding where that guy lives. To fuck him up. Because that's like, that's assault. That, he, that, that's not a hockey hit. That's not a fight. That's assault. He, he actually, he was, he actually paused, saw the guy go down and Consciously went for the cheap, made the decision. He went for the cheap to shot. To hurt somebody. Like, he, he actually went to the guy's face. You are, sir, you are our, our potentially our dog of the year. Dog actor 2015, 2016 season. It, it could be the dog of the year. I don't know about you. It's pretty brutal. If you haven't seen it, we're going to post it up later today. It's it's probably the worst. Rough way the to finish worst. it. But look, there you have it. It's been another huge week in the world of hockey. It's been witty. It's been combative. It's been informative. And we've been very Australian. So what's we not have, to love? I know. Like I said last week, it has been labored. It's, it's been tough. Tough to get through. But you know what? Good content, like, though. Great content. Big, Got there in the end. Big show, too. Big show. Big show. You know, probably seven or eight different Simpsons references. Huge... We've, again, cemented our hate for Nazim Kadri, you fucking bum. And now... Got to talk about Bruce Boudreau having a condom problem. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Boudreau with sauce on his face could be the best thing. I'm going to change it to my, my, my Twitter image now. Sauce Boudreau. Sauce Boudreau. I'm like, you know, I should change my name to Sauce Boudreau on Twitter. Do it. Oh, all fuck. Th- all 13 of your followers will be wrapped. I know. I know, right? Nailed it. But look, make sure you check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facey. Uh, they all carry the at Holy Puck podcast handle. And don't forget to lurk our actual site, holypuckpodcast.com. We're it's on, actually uh, been getting a lot of hits at the moment. So good on you people for, for actually listening to us for a start and then mm. going to our website and checking our socials. Please continue to interact with us. We enjoy the attention. We do. We don't deserve it, but we enjoy it nonetheless. I said this to my wife the other day. I said, I've, I've got low self-esteem. And every time you guys tweet at me or send me a direct message saying, good show, I, I feel a little bit better about myself. So and thank you. you go and flick your little bean a little bit and then everyone has a great time. Just my little bean. Just... just. <laughs> Yeah, look, a little that's, bit. that's creepy enough. Uh, holy puck. I think that'll do it. Episode 15 in the books. Hockey news, views, and abuse. Peace.